On today's show, we finally got our answer on John Klingberg. Surgery it is. What does this mean for the Leafs moving forward? And we got a game tonight. Leafs boogie up north for another Battle of Ontario. We'll preview the matchup to get you set for tonight. All that more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Uh, there's a game tonight. You could also place a wager on Leafs going up north to play their uh, their their Ontario foes. The Battle of Ontario ignites once again tonight. So we'll preview that game in a little bit. But we finally got the news that we've been searching for, Dave, on John Klingberg surgery. It is. Yeah, I mean it's it's something we were pretty much just waiting for the confirmation. I know that. You know, sometimes things could potentially shift last minute, but yeah, this was almost like a foregone conclusion that surgery was going to happen. It was just a matter of letting the pieces fall into place. And now, and now it is time to, I mean, for the leaves to move on. Yeah, I mean, this this pretty well means that he's going to be out for the season. And Brad Trilliving ended up doing the rounds to the media today and basically said as such, this is a, a six-month injury. And even if he does come back or where he's healthy enough where he could skate, you're looking at, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I doubt he's the type of player that's going to get on a moving train here if they make it to like a cup final or something. So effectively, yeah, that's, that's the end of the John Klingberg era in Toronto. Uh, it was short lived. It was much maligned, but that pretty much will close the book on Klingberg as he uh, remains on LTIR for the rest of the season. Health aside though, Dave, because obviously from a personal level, it's unfortunate that, you know, Klingberg's career um, is, is going to be, severely altered by this injury and then by getting surgery and we'll see if he's able to uh to, to come back from it but you know so if, if you put the the human part aside uh how happy do you think brad Trilliving is though that he gets kind of a do-over here uh in trying to find a, a second pair defenseman i wouldn't even say happy would be the word but i think i think relief maybe the best way to put it or just you know a little less stress to figure out how the heck are you going to deal with, you know, that, that contract, well, that cap hit for this year. Plus you've got a player that's just clearly not playing well. Right. So it solves like the biggest problem that was very glaring the first few months. And he didn't have to deal with assets to get rid of the contract. Cause remember, if the, remember we were talking about scenarios of the least we're going to get rid of Klingberg. What were they going to have to attach to get rid of the contract? And yeah. 
you know, Brandon Prune's like, how about how about we look at Robot Island? Hang on now. Hang on. Hang on. Let's not go there. This this does sound like a legitimate injury. Yeah, it does. And I look, I, I understand that there's gonna be haters out there and 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 Leafs people who hate watch the Leafs and hate listen to this podcast. Um, who are going to say, oh, of course, the Maple Leafs always find to, you know, a way to get their struggling players who are making a lot of money to uh, find themselves out of the game somehow and on Robita Island. Look, it's a two-way street to end up on Robita Island, okay? If if John Klingberg wanted to keep playing hockey, trust me, he'd keep playing hockey. It's not yeah. a situation where the Leafs can just say, no, 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 go home. Like, this is a two-way street. He very, very clearly um, needs this surgery, and uh, it's it's going to take him out for the season. We'll see, you know, if he can return somewhere else next year. Probably play on a on a cheap deal to try and rehabilitate his 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 image and his value somewhere potentially, but uh, won't get to do it this year. Now there seems to be some misconceptions on how much cap space this move actually gives the Maple Leafs, Dave. Because I, I I took the Twitter and I said, okay, the news is official. He's going on LTIR. That'll open up, you know, roughly, you know, $4 million. That money is now available for the Leafs to make some moves. Who would you like for the Leafs to acquire, go after? And I got a bunch of bunch of answers, you know, Tanev, Adam Larson, um, you know, Nick Sealer was an interesting name that I had actually thought about. Mario Ferraro out in San Jose, who I know Elliot Freeman was chatting about on 32 Thoughts not too long ago as well. So people threw in some names, but then there was also a couple of people who seemed to be confused about, you know, where they sat in terms of the salary cap. Because if you do go to Cap Friendly right now, and, you know, he's already on LTIR, Lilligren's already on LTIR, and they only have one4 million dollars in cap space granted that's with 23 players one of which is also mark giordano's money because he's only on injured reserve which still counts toward the cap so let's let's do this exercise where we can see exactly how much money uh how how much they can maximize the cap i suppose uh i do have cap friendly open so i'll see if i can open it up here uh, and share the screen with you and try and do that uh, let me see here. Do 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 cap friendly. There we go. Um, let me know. Is this working? You got you. All right. So here's the current roster as it sits right now with the uh, with the latest news, with the latest that's happened. Obviously, we've got Muzzin, Murray, Klingberg, and Lilligren all on LTIR. You got Mark Giordano on injured reserve, and this is the current roster that's with the team. Martin Jones still with the team due to uh, Ilya Samsonov still being ill and might not play tomorrow. So luckily they do have the cap space so they can call up, you know, a third goaltender because they actually have space and uh, they, they have more than, you know, they more than enough space to have a third goaltender on the roster. Uh, that being said, as you can see, currently they have 1.4 million in cap space. So, Yes. Okay. I understand that Lilligram makes 1.4. So I think a lot of people are doing the math with like, if you put Lilligram back on the roster, boom, there goes our cap space. You only have 68,000. So how did you get 4 million bucks? How do the Leafs have cap to make a move? 
Well, first and foremost, if you're putting Lilligood on the roster, you now have 24 guys. So someone has to go down anyways. Let's assume that Marty Jones probably going to get sent down at some point here, and they're not going to carry three goaltenders. So that's an easy one uh, to, to get up to. We got 900 cap space now. If you wanted, right, if the Maple Leafs wanted to do a, a move where they needed to get the most cap space they possibly could, you could easily send down uh, Max Lejoie, goes down to the minors. Goodbye, Max Lejoie. I don't think he's even played uh, a game since he's been back. If you wanted to send down uh, one of Lagason or who do you think would they send down, actually? Between Lagason and Benoit, is there one that you think you prefer as a third-pair guy? Uh, Lagason, I think. Okay. I think he's played better. All right. So just for, for purposes of, of this exercise, they make the same amount of money anyway, so it doesn't really matter all that much. But this is essentially what you it would look like. And then let's just send down Bobby McMahon as well, just to show exactly what uh, what this would look like. So with a full 20-man roster, you have $3.2 million in cap space. Keep in mind, this is still with Mark Giordano on injured reserve, and that 800000 because he's on IR, not LTIR, still counts against the cap. So yeah. if they bring Mark Giordano back and he's healthy and they toss him into the lineup, that then gives them an opportunity. If they wanted to maximize... Uh, their cap space, they can send down William Lagason as well. And now all of a sudden, you've got $4 million in cap space and a full 20-man roster. So that is the math as to how you get $4 million. So that's kind of the the limit you could, if you wanted, send down Connor Timmins and, and keep up one of uh, one of those other players if you wanted to keep up. Uh, maybe William Lagason, who can play on his opposite side, perhaps that would create another 300 or so thousand dollars. Perhaps they send down Ryan Reeves to create a little bit more money. But then also, if you're bringing in a player, that also means that somebody will probably have to go and you could create that cap space as well. But if you trade for Chris Tannen, let's say you only give up draft picks, well, you have the opportunity for bringing in Tanev. You could send Connor Timmons down, right? And then you would get that $1.1 million back as well. So there is, uh, you know, a, a lot of ways. Let's So if you do send down Timmons just for funsies, just to see exactly what they could add, they could add up to $5.1 million if they legitimately go after like a $5 million defenseman, chuck him right here in your in your top uh your your top four and all of a sudden you've got a 20-man roster uh and you're completely cap compliant and you're good to go now do i think the Leafs are going to add a five million dollar defenseman probably not they'd probably like to add a couple of pieces to this team not just one one guy but this is just an exercise to show you how much cap space this actually this move gives the Leafs like they get a lot of space now with this John Klingberg um, injury. So uh, there is uh, a benefit to this and it certainly will allow them to make uh, to make a move here at some point and improve this this team immensely. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, just a couple of things there. Uh, actually, some, I don't know if it was somebody that brought up in the comments or somebody brought up to me like Connor Timmons could be in, involved in any trade. And For as sure. you pointed out, like that's a mil over a million dollars, right? That you're trading out that you could yeah. add in a potential deal. Yep. 
so there was that and yeah so like, you, like connor timmons great in the preseason he doesn't really show me that guy in the no. games that he's played so far he's played a handful i get it small sample size but it's like yeah i mean as he, he could be a cap dump and i don't think it would really hurt the sleeves team no because they didn't really spend big assets to get him in the first place right they're not no so it's not like you know you could easily, like move. He's a easily replaceable player too. Like Lagasin yeah, can come in and be this team's seventh defenseman or Simon Benoit. Yeah, and, and I think the big part too here is, as you mentioned, the flexibility. Like we already know, Chris Tanev. They're not gonna a if they're gonna go for a Chris Tanev, they're probably gonna try to bring that cap hit down in some way, shape, or form to get that flexibility to do multiple moves. Yeah. And I've heard a couple of other names potentially. I, I, you 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 reference Ellie Friedman in Thirty Two Thoughts. He brought up, I think, he, or him or somebody else brought up Rasmus Ristolainen as a potential guy. That's an expensive ticket. Yeah, it's which, five sheets, but it's 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 got term, and like maybe they want to add someone with term because after this year, I think they only have. Yeah. Morgan Riley and McCabe's got one more year left on his deal. But after that, I, I don't think they have anyone signed long-term. Exactly. And like Matt Benning was another name that I've heard kind of circulate. Yeah, I don't know if I want which, Matt Benning. That, <laughs> I mean, like there was, he's no different than like a Lagasin and a, and a Benoit yeah. for me. And like Ethan Bear was another one that was being thrown out there because he's he doesn't cost you any assets. You literally just have to go out and sign Ethan Bear. Yeah, free agent who's been um, recovering from a, an off-season injury. Um, so that's why he's he's available. I do want to say Rasmus Ristolainen, um, he's not the same player he was in Buffalo. He actually had really good underlying numbers last year in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if 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 I trust like that one outlier season um, or like the previous four years in Buffalo where he kind of took a bit of a – a nosedive in terms of, of his numbers, or maybe it's the fact that he was finally in a system that worked or a coach that got him going. Um, but Rasmus Ristolainen, if you kind of turn your nose up at that, he's not the same liability that he was in Buffalo. He actually put up a pretty good season last year in terms of, uh, you know, defensive play. I, I will say that. And again, big boy, you can put him in front of the net. He'll cross check, he'll block shots, he'll he'll kill penalties. And that's ultimately what they're looking for is a guy like that, someone with some physicality. Yeah, and, and that's something that a lot of teams are are interested this time of year, right? That time of year. We know that Brad Living values size on that blue line, and that's why like I saw Ristolainen's name pop up, and I'm like, this does sound like someone that Bradshaw living would definitely be interested in. Yeah, probably. I'm just looking it up now. I think he's, he's, he's making five or 5.1, I believe is the number. Five, he has a 20, he's on a five year, $25 million deal and he has three years left. Yeah. So yeah, three years after this at 5.1 AAV. So uh, they probably would have to eat some of it. I would think whether they're willing to eat money on that uh, for you know three more seasons after this. I'm not sure, but I mean it's worth a call, right? Worth trying to find out uh, potentially if you can get Rasmus Ristolainen at like four million. I think that's that's a worthwhile gamble. I would think gives you a top four guy. Perhaps it's 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 someone to to think about. 
Um, but yeah, that's definitely, uh, you know, the news of the day is John Klingberg will be undergoing surgery and is officially out for the season. And uh, as we just showed you with the math, go go watch the YouTube video if if it kind of confused you for the audio listeners here, because uh, I, I did show on the cap friendly how we went through those those series of moves to get what could be up to for and as high as maybe like a five million dollars that this team could add if they opt to to you know maximize their cap space and roll with a twenty man roster. Um, so it's it's there's going to be a move made when that's made we don't know but there is definitely going to be a move and brad Trilliving even said today when he was making the media rounds they know that that defense needs work they've you know he, he went he did go out you know out of his way to say hey it's not an indictment on the players we have we like what the lagasins and the benoits have done but we do need to improve that group uh and like i think no one's gonna argue even the guys inside that locker room i'm sure would argue that uh, improvements would be welcomed to that team at the very least. All right, Dave, let's uh, let's take a break and then let's come back and let's get into tonight's game. Leafs going up to Ottawa, Battle of Ontario going down tonight. Uh, so we'll preview that game. We'll give our uh, three keys and our locked-in players of the night. So we'll do all that when we return. But first, how about a word from our show sponsor? Yep, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just for a minute talk about pairing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's the holiday season. Maybe you're traveling somewhere to celebrate with family. The last thing you want is to be unprepared to take care of yourself or a loved one if you fall ill. Jace Medical can give you peace of mind before you ever hop on a flight. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illness, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus infection, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Uh, we are a daily Maple Leaf Centric podcast. You can find it wherever you get your pods from. You can also find us up on YouTube. We do have shows coming out every weekday, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed and uh, get that content directed right to you each and every day. I uh, got a game day tonight. So life after Klingberg begins pretty quickly. Uh, Leafs in action for the first time since Saturday. Uh, it's been quite the the layoff since they've been in action. Um, you know, what are you anticipating tonight? It's the second matchup between these two clubs uh, this season. The first one didn't quite go Toronto's way. They lost six to three. It was probably Joseph Wall's worst game, maybe of his young pro career. Uh, if you recall, that was that was not a great game. Gave up six and yeah. had that brutal giveaway too in behind the net. Oh yeah. Um, You'd think that this team as a whole, and especially Wall, uh, probably looking for a nice bounce-back performance against Ottawa tonight. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is this is the type of game that, you know, 
can say a lot about this Leafs team considering they've been off for so long. They've had some time to, you know, rest guys, get back in, you know, get some extra practice in. The, one of two things is going to happen here. They're going to either play well or they're going to, we're going to see a team that has looked like they haven't played in like almost a week, right? It's usually one or the other with this team. And Ottawa, looking at like the last few few weeks, like, you know, we, we know they've had a very disappointing season so far. They were on a three-game losing streak that was like, pretty brutal right five nothing loss to the panthers you lose to the columbus blue jackets then things kind of turn around for them because they beat the kraken and then what worries me about the senators is they're coming off like they're probably arguably their best game of the season where they beat the rangers 6-2 yeah impressive win it's an impressive win impressive win at home and they are waiting for the leafs right yeah yeah they are is it still considered a new coach bump if it's not a different head coach, but instead a coaching advisor that's added to the staff? <laughs> Did you see this news that was dropped on Wednesday? So for those who missed it, uh, Jacques Martin, uh, who's a longtime NHL head coach and hasn't been a head coach in years, but you know, formerly a head coach of Ottawa. He was in Montreal for, for many, many years. I think he was in Minnesota at, at one point as well. Longtime NHL coach, very tenured, tenured guy. He's won Stanley Cups on benches. Um, I think he won the recently one. He was on the bench with Pittsburgh back when uh, they won their back-to-back Cups in 16-17. Look, listen to how good this bench is. Mike Sullivan, Jacques Martin, Rick Tockett. Yeah, and and Sergey Gonchar was also part of that coaching staff as like a, a development coach. What a coaching staff that's turned out to be. Uh, anyways, so he gets hired today, uh, Wednesday, um, to be <laughs> the senior advisor to the coaching staff. W- what 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 is that? Like this is this is a, a title I am unfamiliar with. Is this basically just like a babysitter for DJ Smith? Like, what the hell does that even mean? Well, I'm wondering if this is more so the the GL. You know that the front office is kind of in a turning point here after Dorian was let go. I wonder if this is them getting a head coach in there to give them like a real like idea of can, can DJ Smith actually do this? Because like with Dorian gone, all. All the sniper rifles are now pointing to DJ Smith, right? Yeah. Like he's probably got the most pressure out of anyone in that Senators organization right now. That is a piping hot seat. Yeah. Hot. And so I, I wonder if it's a twofold thing. Yeah, it could be, you know, Martin could be there to help Smith. But I, I also just think he's another guy that the ownership can go to and say, is this our guy? Like, do we, do we actually have to eventually pull the trigger and make a coaching change. So like, is he like a, like a, I don't want to call, I don't know how to reference it, but like a plant by ownership to, to be the ears in the, in the coach's room. In a way it's, it's almost like when you're like going on a presidential campaign, you have your campaign manager, but then the girl, he brings like a fixer in and he's like, Got to see what this like. How can you improve our situation? Olivia also? Pope. Did yeah. You watch, did you watch that show? Wait, which one? Uh, uh, oh, I can't. What was it called? It was with um, 
Kerry Washington. Her the character's Olivia Pope. Anyways. Oh she's like yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, I, I remember which one you talk. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, good show. Good show. Can't remember the name of it, but it was a good show. Scandal. Anyway, scandal. Yeah, it was scandal. Yeah, good show. So kind of like that though, in a way. Yeah, I think it's just you know, ownership right now doesn't. I, they're probably you know while they're dealing with the the GM search because that's still something they want to sort through and figure out. They got someone that can help them on the coaching side a little bit here. Yeah, I, I think like you know, when you look at Jacques Martin, he's definitely a coach that is more like of a a, a systems based guy who you know can has relied a, like he was a coach during like the dead puck era, you know, like he's a guy who definitely believes in a strong defensive system. And and that's been a massive um, issue for Ottawa for years now is, is defense. I don't know if anyone told Eugene Melnick RIP, but it's important to, uh, to, to worry about the the defense too. Uh, if you recall that little jab he gave to Toronto years ago, uh, still having that issue in Ottawa there, Jeannie, uh, as you know, he's no longer with us. Um, so I'm kind of picking on a dead guy. I'm, I'm a terrible human being. Uh, but anyways, so I think the, the hope is he can kind of come in and, and maybe tweak some of the systems that are there and, and get them playing better defensively. Um, yeah, like I don't see this as a situation where they're like transitioning him into a head coach. I, I don't think that is what this is. Like I saw on Twitter, people kind of putting two and two together with like, oh, this is like Guy Boucher. Now they're putting a coach in place for when they fire the guy that they don't want. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it's the exact same. He's 71 years old, man. Like he's an old dude. Like I think as an advisor is different. I don't even think he's going to be behind the bench. I think he's just kind of going to be he, eyes in the sky, like, eyes in the sky kind of thing. Like, is that what Paul McLean was when he was in Toronto? Not quite that title, but yeah, but he, he, that's what he was around. Yeah. He was like the guy up top that gave like his thoughts on what was happening. Right. Another, yeah. Another observation for the coaching staff. Yeah, just some notes. Just like pass some notes along. I I think you know Martin will be a little more hands on in Ottawa, but mm-hmm. tonight's going to be kind of the you know day one, I suppose. That's why I was curious. Like, could you get a new coach bump just by having like a, a, an advisory coach added to the staff? Like, does, does that count? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out uh, tonight when the Leafs uh, go up to Ottawa to play the senators um when we come back dave let's go through our three keys of the game for the maple leafs to come out victorious and then we'll take a look at the players that were locked in on for tonight's game as well so we'll do all that when we return but first i want to tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors and it's our good pals over at fanduel as the weather gets colder the nhl offers stay hot on fanduel right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins if you believe the maple Leafs will be victorious tonight slap a five dollar money line wager on them to beat the Senators, and you could get yourself 150 bucks in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads to player props, over-unders, shop props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Network. 
Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're your hosts here at Locked On Leafs. And we got uh, the Leafs going up to Ottawa, Battle of Ontario, uh, igniting once again tonight for the second time this season. Toronto with a one nothing series lead already with a 6-3 win earlier on the year. But it's a different Leaf squad, I think, Dave, than the one we saw about a month ago in these two teams last played, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, John Klingberg's not playing, so definitely a much different team. And I think they, they're riding off of a very confident Joseph Wool right now. Yeah, yeah, and he will start. Uh, Samsonov's still kind of ill, not 100%. May or may not be good to back him up. Martin Jones is around just in case. But, uh, yeah, Joseph Wall will make his fifth straight start. And again, I think he'll be extra motivated based on how it went last time he played this team, uh, which to me is, I believe, his worst outing as an NHL goaltender. So he'll want to play well for sure. So there'll be some money on the board for Joseph Wall. Um, In terms of what you think the keys are going to be for the Maple Leafs tonight, give me your three keys to victory for Toronto. I mean, attack this Senator's blue line. Like... It still hasn't been like that's was supposed to be the biggest improvement for the Senators team. I don't think it's actually been that big of an improvement. For them no, Tom, no Thomas Shabbat either. Thomas yeah. Shabbat out long term. Shabbat has been you no. Know, he he's dealt with a string of uh, injuries this year, and but he's a workhorse for them, and they don't have that workhorse. So you got to take advantage of that. And yeah, they had their they've you no. Know, they're coming off of two very impressive games, but. You know, Seattle, we know that that's a team that's been struggling. The Rangers one was an impressive win, but they've also lost to teams like Columbus, right? They're, it's a very vulnerable team, in my opinion. That and the goaltending hasn't exactly played up the snuff either. Oh, it's been brutal. Like, they gave all that money to Corpus Allo, and it's been a sub-900 goaltender. Like, he's basically, him and Samsonov have both been kind of similar in terms of uh, in terms of their, their numbers so far this season. Um, yeah, I think for sure you got to attack them. Uh, you know, I, I think they got to generate a lot of high chances tonight. They generate those chances. They should be able to, to get them to drop. And they've been doing a pretty good job of that. You know, I thought they did well in, in Boston and that's, that's a tough team to generate scoring chances on. And they were able to do so if they do that and work hard, that's another one of my keys work hard. You think that this shouldn't be a key. This should just be a given when you're playing professionally, uh, in the NHL, but, you know, sometimes it's not, but this is a team that does work hard. And, and that's a big reason as to why they won in the first game, right? They're heavy on the four check. They, they uh, clogged them up. They, they gave them zero time and space. I think the Maple Leafs got to make sure that they do that to Ottawa, right? Give them no time and space themselves, but try and create that on your own side offensively. And you do that by, you know, working hard and, and, and keeping your feet moving and skating, uh, I think too, draw a couple penalties because this is a terrible, terrible PK. 73% kill rates, 28th in the NHL. Uh, they've been brutal. So I think if Toronto can get a couple of power plays, should be able to put a couple of uh, power play goals up on the board as well. No, definitely. And I think the Leafs have to be very disciplined as well, right? They not just disciplined in terms of staying out of the box, but disciplined in their own own zone, right? Claude Giroux, I remember like one of the goals he scored, just brutal defensive coverage, leaving him like wide open. Um, even that Joseph Wool giveaway, I remember like 
Nobody told Joseph Wall a player was just coming from behind him to steal the puck. This was the game that uh, this was the game that Klingberg was a dash for. Yes. Now that I recall. Yeah. 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 You know who was also really good in that game for Ottawa? Tim Stutzla. Stutzla. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out for that guy. Yeah. Maybe he's a player that I might be locked in on tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Turnovers. Limit turnovers, which goes hand in hand with what you're saying here. You know, Leafs, they've given up the eighth most odd man rush chances this year in the NHL. And a lot of that be, is because they, they continue to to turn the puck over, right? And then away goes the other team. Um, and Toronto can't get back in time. And it's usually leaving a defenseman out to dry or it's a, a breakaway or a two-on-o, two-on-one, whatever it may be. And, you know, Joseph Walls had to come up big a lot of times. Uh, but let's not overwork Joseph Wall tonight. He's again, it's his fifth straight game. He's never started five straight in the NHL before. This is, you know, uncharted territories for him. Now there's been a lot of time off in between these games. I, I understand that. So there's, you know, that's that's good, I suppose, when you have a guy who's playing so much. But still, when he is in the game, let's try and not overwork this guy as much as he's been. Uh, you know, to this point this year, I, I, I do recall listening to tree living today on overdrive. And that was something he noted. He's been very impressed with Joseph wall this season and, you know, it, it implores uh, that the defense helps him out a little bit and doesn't make him as, as busy when he's in goal uh, during the game. So I think tonight is definitely should be another night for that. Um, but this is a good team. Like they've, they, they can score. Right, they they don't defend well, obviously, but they can score. Uh, they're six in the NHL, averaging three point four five goals per game. So you know he's going to be busy, but I think Joseph Wall is gonna gonna do his job tonight. Yeah, I, I think you know he's he's had to deal with a, a heavy workload. Um, so you, you just hope that the team buys into you know making life a little easier, knowing that he's the guy right now going forward and has saved their bacon on numerous occasions. And eventually he's got to earn, you got to give him a steak dinner to thank for uh, everything. If you're not going to give him a steak dinner, give him a good defensive performance in front of him. Yeah. We're both perhaps he deserves it. I think so. (laughs) Uh, All right. Who we locked in on tonight? Leafs versus Sens. Always a good game. Rivalry matchup. Who we locked in on, on each side. Oh man, you got to go with Matthews. Austin Matthews loves playing in Ottawa, and you know he, that that last game. I hope that he can continue that momentum because, like, it was just sorely like sorely needed to see him have an impact on a game like that, like he did against Boston. And I, I just hope that's that's going to be the case because, uh, you know. They don't go anywhere if their best players aren't their best players. We've kind of, that's been the ongoing theme for this team. And against Ottawa, he's got 44 points in 30 career games against this team. He likes playing against this Ottawa team. I don't know what the record is, what he's how it is in in Ottawa, but I'm pretty sure it's a pretty. He has a really good track record when he's in Ottawa. What happened? I, I refresh my memory. Something about. The first night he played in the NHL against the Senators, there was a certain amount of goals that were scored by one Austin Matthews. You remember a tale like this being told? 
Oh, uh, did he embarrass some Norris Trophy wow. defenseman? And you know, now, help- now you're going. Uh, they they still lost the game, Dave. Uh, you can't use the term embarrassed. They they well, they he embarrassed lost. Eric Carlson. He might not have embarrassed the team itself. Well, I'm sure Eric Carlson will will trade in getting embarrassed by a kid for uh, for the two points that night. But yeah, I mean the four four goal night. I, I'll never forget that night. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember just, too. It was, I remember being excited for two. I was like, "Oh, two goals! Wow!" Then a third hat trick, and then boom, hits four, and it's like, "Oh my god, this guy is gonna be something." A few years later, wins an MVP, wins the Rocket, and uh, well, we're still we're still waiting for that guy to to return. I guess you could say, but I think the last game he played against Boston, um, you started to see that guy come back into the fold a little bit. But need to see the consistency from him now, right? Matthews, you know, he's shown uh, this season like a couple of games here where he'll he'll go on a goal-scoring tear. He'll have a hat trick. He'll be a beast. He'll go silent for two, three, four games or five games like he did uh, just just now before this goal. And then, boom, went goes at a two-goal outing and looked uh, dominant. So need to see the consistency, though, and I think maybe a good follow-up to Saturday is a good step uh, for that. I'm with you also when it comes to uh, Tim Stutzla, but I'll throw in another name for you. How about Vladimir Tarasenko? Uh, oh. Had maybe his best game as an Ottawa Senator in that win over the uh, the the Rangers, New York Rangers. Yeah, his former team that, club. Yeah, team that traded for him, then opted to to not resign him in the off season. So maybe a little bit of a revenge narrative. He had two goals, three point outing, uh, his first three point outing as an Ottawa Senator. So we'll see, you know, what he can do as a follow-up tonight against the Maple Leafs. So those are the two players that we're locked in on. Uh, we're both locked in on Austin Matthews. Keep an eye on Tim Stutzla on Ottawa and keep an eye on uh, Vladdy Tarasenko as well. A couple of guys who know how to put the puck in the back of the net. Hopefully Joe Wall will be able to, uh, to stop him tonight. That'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti and follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Leave a like if you enjoyed this uh, this video and comment down below if you're here on YouTube. Uh, and we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. We'll break down the game between the Leafs and Sens. It's a 7 o'clock, 7 or 7.30 puck drop tonight. I can't recall. Apparently, it's a super panel on TSM, by the way, a combination of the uh, the Leafs and the Sens panels colliding for like a joint halftime or joint intermission panel, and then they have their separate uh, play. It is a play. 7 o'clock puck drop. Or 7 o'clock. Not 7 o'clock puck drop, because we know puck doesn't drop at 7. Yeah, like 7.08, whatever, but uh, 7 o'clock start is, uh-huh. uh, is is what it is tonight. So we're back with another episode for you all tomorrow after that one. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.